are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 24 with George H. Lewis. George is a healer, artist, author, speaker, and astrologer. His work focuses on his greatest passion, raising consciousness around the understanding that water carries consciousness. George, like many of my previous guests, is here to assist with greatest awakening. In this episode, we will talk about the current situation and the dismantling of earthy structures, how and why this process began, and how history is repeating itself again. Hello, George. Welcome to my podcast. I'm very excited to have you here today. And you are first man on my podcast, by the way. So, congratulations. That is exciting. Thank you. I feel very <laughs> honored. That's wonderful. I didn't know that. Um, so, my first question for you is, and this is a question I ask every guest who comes on my podcast, is what are you grateful for? Wow. That's a very good question at this time because staying in gratitude is so important. And sometimes it's very hard when we're being forced out of one paradigm into another. I would say I am very grateful for my children. Uh, that's something which means an awful lot to me. I have a son and a daughter. Um, I'm also very grateful that I'm able to pursue my passion of healing more now than I was before. Love it. Children are such a huge gift, isn't it? Children are our future. <laughs> so yes. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm very glad that you have mentioned that. So um, there has been a lot of changes happening um, in a world and for some quite some time now. And obviously we are going through ascension process as most of my listeners are aware because I talk about it quite a lot. We are noticing finally that people are more open to spirituality. We accepting the fact that we are made out of energy. Yay, people getting it. <laughs> Finally, um, but also we have this vaccination madness going on, rise of cryptocurrency, demonstrations, fight for freedom, especially you sent the video to me the other day from Florida. And most importantly, we are in the middle of um, dismantling of earthy structures. And that's what I want you to talk about. Um, why is it happening? It's been happening for quite some time. It has happened before. Um, what is happening with Saturn? There are many, as an astrologer, I do like to look at cycles, but I think what makes this time unique is the cycles are short, medium, and incredibly long. So if you go back to 2020, end of 2019, 2020, you had a Saturn conjunct uh, Pluto cycle, and that happens roughly over 38 years. Um, but, but really, if you look at the Pluto cycle, Pluto in Capricorn, the last time Pluto was in Capricorn was the American Revolutionary Wars against Great Britain and the French Revolution. And we are going through this big seismic shift. Let's take Saturn. What does Saturn do in his mythology? Saturn castrates his father. Saturn castrates Uranus. Uranus is the sky god. It's unfettered freedom. Uh, Uranus is, is, is the trickster, it's the, it's the it's free, it's, basically it's freedom. And Saturn is the opposite. Saturn is structure, rules, codification, legality. And Saturn says no before he says yes. He always starts by saying no. Uranus is really just, you know, almost like a bull in a china shop. It's just pure unfettered freedom. 
And I, this is the battle that we're seeing at the moment. Saturn actually squares Uranus, um, Saturn in, in, in Aquarius, and obviously Uranus and Taurus. What we're experiencing at the moment is a dismantling of the old order. And it's very painful because most of us at some point believed in the illusion what, that was the old order. And the great awakening which you and I have discussed off air and we will tap into today is really about us becoming cognizant, but not just cognizant, but sentimentally as in feeling wise, attached to we are powerful uh, energy systems in our body. We are self-sovereign beings and we don't need to be controlled in an excessive way by external forces, whether that's governmental, medical, educational, artistic, political, all the different institutions are being dismantled. And that's why it feels very painful because we create belief systems where we expect these external institutions to do our bidding, to protect us. We've been kind of educated, mis misfed, miseducated to think that they have our best interests and they do not. And this isn't conspiracy. I mean, what is the difference between conspiracy and truth? I always say six months, one year. The difference between conspiracy and truth is just a matter of time. And, 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 and we have to take power back to we the people and know what's best. So here I am, for example, living up in the Catskills on a farm, starting to create my own network, my own uh, food, and, and, and us being in charge more of, of what we put into our bodies. If we can do that, we're gonna be way more uh, successful as human beings. Also, um, so many people don't listen to their intuition, which I think is very important to, to say, because we know within us what is the right thing for us to do. Um, I don't want to jump into the vaccination topic, but I just want to say that um, one of my friends, um, she got vaccinated, not because she believes in the vaccine, she got vaccinated because she's been forced by her family. And, uh, and now she's um, fighting for her life because it didn't, it didn't work out. And I'm not, this is not pro or against vaccine podcast, but I'm just saying she has been forced to do something but her intuition was telling her to do something else. And also um, you touched up on a freedom, like freedom is our birthright. I'm very passionate about freedom. I believe that I stand for freedom and I just want everybody to say, ready to know that we were born free and it's our birthright and we need to claim it back, step, step into our power. Well, I mean, because you bring up intuition, if I can link it to intuition, because what you said is really on point. When we can listen to our bodies, I mean, that's why when I, I, I work in the healing arts, uh, work with sound therapy, and when you tap your sternum, you know, your, 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 your heart chakra or your middle eye, it reminds you to stay back in the, in the body, the somatic. And when you listen to the somatic, the body, it never lies. So the intuitive part of our nature has to be working with the brain. When we're separate from that, and often that happens through not being in connection with nature and the natural biorhythms, we can be controlled more easily. Why? Because we can be manipulated. And people who live in the big metropolises, doesn't matter whether it's London or New York, are much more controllable because they're separate from their intuitive body. So I think your point about intuition, listeners need to really, really tune into that. It's a very powerful point. And if we're talking great awakening, if we're talking cosmic change and paradigm shifts, it is about dropping more into the heart. But what does that mean? 
listening to your inner compass, your inner guides. And some people, you know, get there by literally connecting to their higher self, the inner guides. Other people do it just more by looking internally. It doesn't matter which vehicle you take. It's a question of realizing you are self-sovereign. So bringing that to Saturn and the planets, what Saturn is doing at the moment, and you know, the mythology is so powerful because Saturn, of course, castrates his father, but then what happens to Saturn? He's overthrown by his son, Jupiter, Zeus. And don't forget, Saturn is Kronos in, in the Greek. Um, and, and I think what we're witnessing now is, is the slow takedown of Saturn. And it's long overdue. I mean, Saturn at a high vibration, in other words, at a high interpretation of frequency, is architectural foundation. We all need a certain amount of Saturn. So I'm not saying throw baby out with the bathwater, but Saturn is out of control. Saturn is absolutely out of control. I mean, if Saturn gets his way, uh, there is no freedom on this planet, period. And people have got to wake up to that. You know, oh, that's conspiracy because they, we've been very cleverly programmed to say that's conspiracy. So we're not awake so we can be controlled. You know, it, 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 we've got to take power back into our own hands, into our own families. I mean, parents are not always making these decisions for their children anymore. A lot of the time it's the schools or the, med the doctor. And then the doctor's been deeply programmed by the system. I mean, let's talk about the Hippocratic Oath. I mean, you know, I work in the healing arts, but, you know, here in the United States or in anywhere around the world, I mean, if you put your head above the parapet too much and talk about healing, you are going to be silenced. Because, you know, unless you're using Western pharmaceutical drugs, which really only treat, they don't heal. You know, you're, you're, that system is, is totally cancerous in every sense. And that is being dismantled. It's just very painful because we're coming. It's like a slow train or a tanker, you know, slowing down. And it's painful because we want to see change and it's not happening fast enough. But we have to be patient and we have to be like what we're doing here together today. We have to start sharing the good news and, 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 and inspiring people to take power back in their own ways. And everyone's got their own unique story and way in which they can do it. Dismantling is happening. It is happening and it is, it is happening very slowly. And also I wanted to talk about um, when you said about dropping into your heart. So I have recently done um, um, a class on a twisted grid. So I'm very passionate about, um, about grid and sacred geometry. And um, when I was doing it, I have started the course talking about the Da Vinci star because we are pentagram, are we? Because we are the star. And the way how you activate the grids, which we have within us, we are the grids, um, is to um, use the activator stone. And where do you place the activator stone? You place it in the middle. And what do we have in our middle? We have our heart. So if we activate the heart, the energy love, or whatever you want to call it, whoever is listening, then the grid will get activated. And that's where the intuition is. Our intuition is our survival instincts. If we were in a nature, we would not survive without the intuition. Yes. So, so that's, sorry, I just wanted to add that to it because I've been thinking about it for the last 48 hours. I'm just thinking the message really needs to get out. So I've well, probably- That's a lovely message because of course the heart chakra is in the middle. You know, you've got, I mean, because you're mentioning planets, you know, heart, you could place it maybe as the moon if you wanted, but you know, you've got Mercury, the throat, you've got Jupiter, the middle eye, and maybe you could put it as Neptune, you know, the connection to the collective consciousness. And then beneath the heart, you've got Mars, the stomach, you've got Venus, the sex organs, and then Saturn, the base, the perinatum. And you're absolutely right. The heart is, 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 is literally in the center, the sacred heart. 
is, is the heart of the beast at the heart of the, the machine that, well, maybe the heart of the energy system is better than the machine. And part of what we're trying to do today is remind us of our biology. You see, the, the battle, the cosmic battle that is really ensuing, if you look at it on a macro rather than a micro level, it is the battle of biology against artificial intelligence. And what we're trying to do, aren't we, Barbara, is to remind us of the power of us within the body, the biological. And that's why things like plant medicine can be done when done correctly, efficaciously, are deeply uh, powerful, or breath work because it gets us really centered into the body where we, we, we breathe out anxiety and fear and we breathe in compassion and strength and real strength, inner strength, not strength to be violent, but strength to knowing, all knowing from the heart, you see, that intuitive strength. So the mind, the brain is in some ways subservient or certainly working tangentially um, alongside the heart in order to deeply know and deeply understand. Um, can you talk a little bit now about what is happening, what we have going for us, how long is madness going to last? You and I had this chat over the phone the other day. The really great question. And I will say this, that um, I have, as I've got older and perhaps a little wiser, I, I have pulled away from timeline um, um, prophecy. And it's not that I was ever fully engaged in it, but I, I mean, people always said I, I got the Trump thing right two years before it happened, and the same with Brexit. But why I say that is because the astrology really does help one get a window, a lens into the future. At the same time, there are multiple timelines. And let's take what's happening on our planet now. A timeline can only go in a positive direction when more people wake up. And when we have more zombies and more people who are living in the illusion, the timeline is going to reflect that. And I'm very pragmatic about that. So here I am in the tri-state area. I happen to be outside Manhattan, but I'm in Manhattan enough and I, 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 I know it. it. People are very, very programmed. And I suspect London is the same. Actually, I suspect the UK is more programmed in some ways. We can get into that uh, due to the media system another later if you want. But I think 2024 is a big watershed. Now that sounds a long way off, um, but until Pluto moves out of Capricorn, I, I don't think we'll see the completion of this dismantling and change. So the more free will we have, the more people wake up, the quicker it will happen. But the planetary uh, tensions at the moment are going to last for a, a little bit longer. They have to because there's a lot more dismantling that needs to happen. Um, I would say this though, Barbara, the, and I've said this for many years to people when they ask me, is we are in the middle of a second American revolution. And that second American revolution is actually a global revolution. And the Great Awakening is about that. You and the United Kingdom are as much part of that revolution as I am here in the United States. But here's the difference it's being led in the United States. Um, and there are many reasons for that. Uh, this country is still, a, is still a country that wishes to fight for freedom. When it shook the yoke of British tyranny and monarchy off a last Pluto cycle ago, 248 years ago, um, it, 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 it gained its independence. But what happened through international finance and banking systems and global, globalism, that power was very slowly taken away. 
and that freedoms, those freedoms were taken away. So much so that almost now the Second Amendment is, 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 is still there constitutionally, but it's, it's, it's very, very sensitive. And the Constitution has to be held upright. I will say this, without the United States Constitution here on this planet, this world will slip into tyranny. We, uh, most people haven't read the United States Constitution. It is a deeply powerful, profound document. It's a philosophical treatise, and it stands up for we, the people. And it doesn't matter whether we're French, British, Australian, um, Nigerian, Chinese even. Uh, this is about we, the people. And uh, we, should, we should all learn more about it, because I see this, that the American Constitution at some point will be rolled out as a global document in this second American revolution. But it's going to be a bumpy road. It's going to take a number of years because people have got to wake up to the fact that they've been lied to about the system. And they have to understand more about the, uh, the failures, but also the, um, the nefariousness of international finance and, and, and the global banking system of really controlling humanity through the economic um, um, wheel. Let me breathe into some compassion here. I am in my mid forties. I grew up, I'm English. I grew up in the United Kingdom. I grew up in Cornwall and London. Home is Cornwall and I love it. But I listened to the, and watched the BBC like we all did. And the BBC has some really great documentaries. It had some really good TV, but somewhere along the line, actually for a long time, it had a deeper agenda to, to coalesce humans to think a certain way. There could be divisions, there could be all, but only on a certain small scale, not on a civilizational scale. And what's happened is that is breaking down. And that's very painful for a lot of people because people have had a belief system that the beloved BBC is there as part of our great institution. You know, it's like monarchy and they're there to protect us. And maybe they did for a while. That's for another day to converse on that. But I would argue they don't anymore. And I would argue they are actually going against are we the people? And, uh, you know, I care passionately about Britain. I don't live there at the moment, but I care passionately about the British people. Don't forget, where do the Druids come from? The Druidic, you know, roots of, you know, and Arthurian legends from the West. You know, there are some powerful, powerful grid lines. You talk about ley lines and grid lines. There are some powerful uh, spiritual um, truths and um, wisdom teachers on the British Isles. And uh, they need to have their voices more heard going forward. And this is what part of the paradigm shift is about, is changing really the elite structure. Elites are fine, but elites work when they serve the public. And the more people pretend that they serve the public, the more you have legal documents and, and pontifications from, from, from popes down to politicians about we're trying to help, you know it's an inversion. Uh, you you want to see the proof in the pudding. And real service, real elitism is truly about service of we the people. And that needs to change. And as the, we dismantle Saturn, we are going to begin to see eventually new structures come in place, which are deeply, deeply holistic and, and helpful to us humanity, as opposed to pretending to be and really stealing from the public and just um, you know, taking money and power into the hands of the few. I also wanted to ask you, and I just wanted you to comment on that, that um, in Old Testament, um, there was no mention other planets other than Venus and Saturn. Yes. So in the in ancient and Earth, sorry, and Earth. <laughs> no, 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 this is very good. So in ancient astrology, look up until the 18th century, um, any human being on this planet 
only could see the seven, what's, what's known as the seven planets, which are the two luminaries, the seven stars. You've got the sun and the moon, the two luminaries, and then you've got Mercury through Saturn. If you look out on a clear night, Barbara, with your naked eye, you can still see Saturn. The point is, we cannot see beyond Saturn with our naked eye. Uranus was discovered in the 18th century, uh, Neptune in the 19th century, and of course, Pluto in, in the early 20th century. And you, re you require telescopes for that. Um, so when I practice ancient astrology, largely, and the thing is you work with those seven planets. So Saturn's the furthest. Saturn represents time, it's the outer limits. It's, it's where the boundary is. So that's why Saturn is all about boundaries. It wants to keep everything within the boundary. Now, of course, let's take Neptune. It's about the opposite. It's about no boundaries. And this is a problem. Some people, you know, with Neptune have no boundaries at all. And that's why they go to addiction and drugs and alcohol, whatever the addiction is, where a high vibration of Neptune is a sense of connecting through the dream world, time travel, um, remote viewing, um, artistry, music, the arts, and, um, and, and, and psychic phenomena. And of course, Uranus is this Promethean quality of, of maybe the trickster, but also the innovator, the bringer in of new worlds. And I do find it fascinating that the orange man, who is so much the bogeyman in Western uh, propaganda, oh, Western media, is, 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 has a very strong Uranus conjunct the sun. You know, you can't make this shit up, excuse my French. You know, the, the sun conjunct Uranus the orange man was born during a lunar eclipse in Gemini, Sagittarius, with the sun conjunct uh, Uranus. He is totally the trickster. He is, he is here to usher in a new world and he's just the face of it. And, you know, he's not done. He's not done. And people can think, you know, uh, whatever they think, uh, the astrology tends to, for me to tell uh, some real deep truths. And it makes us look in the mirror in our own, and question our own belief system because we're so programmed and our egos are so powerfully programmed to think that we understand. And the trick is with the pu'er, the eternal child, the Iranian quality is to be like a child and be open to new ideas. It's no different from Galileo, you know, telling the church and the world in, in the 1600s that um, the world is round and heliocentric. And of course, what does the Pope and the Vatican do? It suppresses that knowledge for yeah. 60 years. We are doing that too with, with medical fascism. There is a suppression of true information. Now, people may not like that because it triggers them, because it questions their own belief system and they made to feel stupid, fine. But at the end of the day, we have to take a deep breath and say, no, we're all in this together. We've actually been tricked to a large extent. And now it's time to really start looking at the facts and to use your intuition, one's intuition, like you've said right from the get-go about hmm, sensing it. Hmm, is that right? Does that feel right when someone says that? And your, your intuition largely can help you. I can't believe that I asked the question about the Old Testament, because obviously that makes sense. Of course they couldn't see the planets. Totally makes sense. It's a disaster. <laughs> oh, well, actually, it's so interesting you say the word disaster. Disastro. Disaster means without stars. Now, when you and I would be navigating across the seas, and of course, if you go back to the ancient Greek world, how do we get around? We largely got around by boat, okay, by ship. And uh, when we can't see the stars, it is a disaster because without the stars, there is no ability to navigate. And I have goosebumps when I share that because I mean, I have a fantastic telescope, um, a fantastic telescope here, you know. And, um, and, and I, I think, um, you know, we need to reconnect with our, with our heavenly hosts, 
you know, whether it's through a biblical language or a cosmological new age, it doesn't matter. Everyone has their way to touch into consciousness and the love and the light, okay? But um, stargazing is just so beautiful. I, 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 I'm offering workshops now uh, when people come and learn astrology that we can look at some astronomy together because it's, it's um, just so healing to gaze at the stars. So what would you advise to my listeners? A couple of practical things. Anyone listening... I would implore you to switch off mainstream media. And that's a big, big uh, statement. But what I mean by that, conventional mainstream media. So to t the television, to tell a lie vision, tell a lie vision, you know, we, we, and to be programmed. Think about a program on a tell a lie vision. You are being programmed. I feel like David Icke here, it's bizarre. Um, we, <laughs> we, we are being um, a program is put in software into the computer. You have a choice what type of program you want to install in your own software. Come on, listeners. I'm saying this to myself. We teach what we most need to learn. Wake it up. You know, let's put a good program into ourselves, not one which is going to put us half to sleep or confuse us further or make us angry. T turn off the television, turn off the mainstream media, start doing your own research. Go with your gut, as Barbara says, work with your intuition. The mind can work powerfully alongside the heart chakra and the intuitive body. That would be primary number one. Number two, another efficacious, more bodily thing is work with breath work. Um, deep breathing, I do clears in the morning, I do breath of fire. I wake up sometimes a little anxious. Uh, the, the weight of the world weighs on me. I have a son in the ninth house. I care a lot about global philosophy and truth. And I, I wake up anxious sometimes. How do I deal with that? I meditate, which I find very hard, and I do breath work and I can move in the body. And then I start to calm down and I can begin my day to be more in service. People have to find their own way. I mean, you know, that's such a huge question, Barbara. There's so much one could say. Thank you so much. My last question for you is, um, where can listeners find you and get in contact with you? Well, that's lovely. Um, so my website is Jupiter in Pisces. And the reason it's Jupiter in Pisces is because my Jupiter is in Pisces. So it's jupiterinpisces.com. And my, my, my healing center here in the Catskills is Jupiter Rising. And that's because um, when I purchased the property, Jupiter was rising conjunct the east, uh, conjunct the sun in the eastern hemisphere. So really jupiterinpisces.com is probably the best way or on Instagram. I, I'm, I'm on George H. Lewis, just George H. H for Harry Lewis. Uh, that's probably the best way to be in touch. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. As you may know, reviews are very important for a podcast. They will help direct the important topics discussed through to the appropriate audience. I would love you to leave me a review if you like this episode or share it with your friends. And I cannot wait to see your next one.